Welcome one and all to Last Stop Penn Station podcast featuring Carrie Silken and Ian Riccoboni. They dive deep into Carrie's wealth of stories and no subject is off limits. From the world of wrestling to his ticket agency, growing up in New Jersey, drug-fueled underground days, hustling in the French Quarter of New Orleans, and endless days and nights in New York City, every story is worth telling. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us. It is Last Stop Penn Station. We return, Carrie. We're back. We're back, but the beginning is the end of the beginning. I'm feeling a lot of things right now. I don't know about you. Yeah. Uh, I was watching it with you last time you were here. We didn't do an episode, though. If you remember, there was that little bit of uh, conversation towards the beginning of the last waltz. Well, they were asking Robbie Robertson... Because that was the band's, for the time, their last concert. Right. He said, and he said something like, it's the, be- the beginning of the end of the beginning of, <laughs> of whatever. That's how this, that's how this feels. Um, it's the end of an era. It is. And what a way to go out. Uh, we, have, we have the heart and soul of Ring of Honor. We have the Briscoes. We have a guy that's really stepped up to that mantle, Matt Taven. We have a guy that's just getting his footing and his gear as a, as a true main event guy and, and Jonathan Gresham and mm-hmm. a bandito. And we have a women's division that's, that's flourishing. Well, we'll talk about some of the matches. There. Yeah. What are you, how are you feeling? Uh, it's hard to put me on the spot here. Yeah. It's, it, it's hard. It's hard to articulate. I, when, it, when we were first told, I was on a conference call. I think it's no secret. I work a couple of jobs and was on a conference call and I couldn't make the Ring of Honor conference call. And we had talked the night before when the conference call was called that yeah, maybe maybe it was, you know, a plan for the new year. Maybe they booked a building or maybe it could be that we were pausing or closing or we we thought there was a wide range of possibilities. So to me, it wasn't super shocking uh, because I think we both had a feeling that it costs money to do what Ring of Honor was doing, to pay all of the talent, to pay all of the staff, to continue to run TV. And yes, the ad revenue comes in. You know, we're seen by anywhere between a half half a million and three quarter million people every week. But uh, that doesn't bring in live gates. It doesn't entice people to buy merchandise as much. It doesn't. There's a ripple effect when you're not running live events in front of a crowd like Ring of Honor has. I look back on 2017 and I called 63 events in 2017. And that... How did that number come up? I, I just... I was wondering how how many... we would usually do 40 events. Yeah. I think we were so hot. We were just adding... We added a second European tour. In okay. And we were just adding. And then there were a few of those four uh, with New Japan. There right. were those like four city weekends happened a couple a of couple times. A couple times a year. Yeah. So by 2017 and 2018, um, you know, I, those started to add up. And I was just thinking about, you know, getting the momentum back. And at the beginning of 2020, it felt like we were getting somewhere because the center city paid crowd was a little bit higher than it was the time before. And St. Louis was the biggest gate we ever had. And uh, Vegas looked like it was going to have a decent turnout as well. 
And so we were going to these towns. Nashville was better than what it was in 2019. And there was a lot of excitement, a lot of faces. Things were starting to click. And then the pause for COVID. And then it just never felt like we got into gear again in front of a live crowd. As, as good as the wrestling was, as good as everything was and is, and Final Battle will be, I, I think the heart and soul of Ring of Honor is the live experience. It's, it's being in the crowd and just seeing it live. Yeah. I mean... We're not here to uh, play a blame game, but the uh, the COVID was, you know, uh, it's not just Ring of Honor for so many businesses around the world. And just that was just so hard to navigate. Mm -hmm. And and the way Ring of Honor was positioned with the way TV was done and the way the live shows were done, um, having that. Six month break. Yeah. Before yeah. the came back with the uh pure title right tapings. Um no one's gonna it's very hard, you know, to survive that um in any business. So uh that that was that was a downfall. Um I also feel um who knows who knows what the hierarchy of Sinclair feels, you know, it might not just be a financial thing. So what would it be then? Um, There's so many, you know, and you and I spoke about this privately. There's so many working parts Mm -hmm. for at the level that this version of ring of honor, there were so many working parts with my version of ring of honor, you know, my small staff I had and the insurance and the, the permits and this to do the live shows and to do them legally. Yeah. (laughs) Properly. Sure. So now with Sinclair, um, there's a lot of people behind the scenes. Um, so maybe, Maybe uh, Joe uh, was just like, you know, take a little break for now. You know, he's not a spring chicken like I'm not. Um, You're still a spring chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think what's important, though, and and I I do. I I got to talk to Greg, Greg Gilliland, who's the general manager. And, you know, I I got the impression that there there's still a pulse. I I don't want to write the obituary. Uh, There's still a pulse. And we still have our time slots in each of the different regions. And I'm helping produce some of the content and doing voiceovers and videos and things for the what will air after Christmas, more or less. So from that time period, from January 1st through. Did you do any of those yet? Not yet, but okay. I'll be headed down to Baltimore uh, to do some. And uh, I think it's important to note, too, because if if it was really, truly an end, I, I, a clean break. And then I, I don't know that we'd go through that trouble. And according to uh, our good friend, Gary Juster, uh, get ready. Garland, Texas. We're, Gar- we're, hey, we're, right. we're, we're coming. <laughs> Breaking news. All right. Garland, Texas. Is that, it was named after Judy. Yeah. yeah. Named after Judy. Um, but it, back to your question though, I, you know, I, I just, I remember driving home that night. Um, I was on a conference call and then I took Zach and Nora to the playground. I just I needed to get my head just 
because uh, even though we knew it was a possibility, it just it just hit you know hit you in your gut. Absolutely. You know, this was um, you know, you live and breathe it as the the on air voice for almost five years at this point, and you know, two and a half years before that, and with the company almost eight years, so it's a challenge for me to imagine it. COVID was one thing because it felt like everybody was affected by COVID and I could reconcile that in my head, but they, the pause and the, you know, resetting it, it hits you different. So I put on on Twitter, I'm going to go downstairs and get on my base and play stuff from the band. Cause we had been, <laughs> we've been listening to a lot of uh, the last waltz appropriately. And uh, yeah, I learned up on cripple Creek. I learned, <laughs> I learned, I knew the white, uh, but uh, learn spotlight. I'm no Rick Danko though. I'll say that. The stage, stage fright. Stage fright. Yeah. Stage fright. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it's uh, yeah, it, it was a rough couple of times and it was in waves. It was, it came and went. It was, uh, you know, optimism that it might be new, but sadness that I knew a couple of people had opportunities, different places. I knew I might not see them again, but at least they told us before that taping in November, because at the very least, I got to say goodbye to just about everybody with, with some exceptions, but just about everybody. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm sort of on the outside looking inside and I'm in a very strange I'm, I'm positioned in a very strange uh, orbit. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't I wasn't shocked. Um, am I disappointed? Of course, I'm disappointed. Uh, but um, let's hope that uh, we will be in Texas and we will have some 2022 Ring of Honor shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and. This uh, this tomorrow night, right? Tomorrow night, it's going to be very, very special, very interesting. Um, I'm 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 stumbling here because I'm curious how the group energy is going to be. Yeah, like I guess it'll be divided in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not, you know, some people will be happy. Some people will be sad. Some people will be maybe angry. Some people will be, uh, you know, uh, high, high with let's have a great, you know, let, let's just let's, let's go out and it kill up. it. Yeah. So it's going to be a mixed bag of emotions, no doubt about it. Yeah. And uh, I'm very thankful. You don't often get to say goodbye. And I'm, I'll break the fourth wall down a little bit. We've recorded the last episode of Bring of Honor Television. Mm-hmm. That, will, that will air this year, at least. And uh, I was the one that got to say goodbye. And you don't often have the, the ability or know when it's time with anything, whether it's a job, whether it's a loved one, whether it's uh, anything that you enjoy doing. Uh, you don't know when you're going to do that thing for the last time. And I was absolutely... Uh, it was a, a pleasure and an honor to be able to do that, to, to close the chapter. And I, I don't know that a lot of people know that we will have <laughs> two more episodes after Final Battle. Um, they're consequential and they're fun. And there's some some high stakes involved in some of the matches we've done that uh, are a result of Final Battle. Were those so those, all right. So those were taped after the announcement. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
uh, you know, it's uh, it was definitely an honor and, and a privilege to be to be able to say goodbye, whether it's goodbye for now or, or goodbye for a long, long time. But um, I don't think I've told anybody this. I received a couple of phone calls right afterwards of, uh, you know, not necessarily people offering me jobs, although there was a couple of those. And I'm thankful for that. But uh, just people reaching out, you know, people I haven't heard from in years, people that have been in Ring of Honor, people that I crossed paths with, uh, you know, people that had helped me uh, get to different places and, and people that I tried to to help as well. And I think that was the nice part of the moment was hearing from folks that hadn't heard from in a long time. I had the same experience. I also was uh, uh, hit up by some we'll call curiosity seekers. Oh, those are the worst. You know, yeah. Um, some of the, and not Mike Johnson, no. not Dave LaGreca, but somebody, no. some other guys that and they're, they're good guys, but yeah. you know, it's like, know the room. I'm like, they're trying to come up with like this, cons- uh, you know, they're like, like they're solving the, uh, the Kennedy's conspiracy. <laughs> right. Um, with, you know, reasons that the company's closing, uh, but, or, or closing for now, but, right. or, or maybe closing for now, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, and other people that were genuinely, you know, oh, Carrie, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm all right. You know, it's, it, it's, uh, it is what it is. Um, can I tell you one thing that actually bothered me by, with folks reaching out? Yes. And I know that, I know that these folks meant well. But it actually bothered me when people would say, hey, I hope to see in WWE or I hope to see an impact or AEW. And that bothered me because in my mind, they they've put me or other talent above the collective. And they're in my mind, they've already said, yep, it's done. It's over. Yeah, we like you, though. And I didn't like that. That was a weird feeling. And. Can you explain that to me again? Yeah. When somebody, it was flattering for someone to hear somebody say, Hey, I'd like to see you do whatever. AEW, Impact, WWE, GCW, you know, and and fans reach out and they mean well. But to me, that was a sign of of that particular fan or fans saying, Hey, we think Ring of Honor's dead. We want to see you move on. And that made me feel uncomfortable. And I I know they meant well, but I didn't like it. Yeah, it, it, look, it's going to happen when you're a, when you're a big public figure, no. <laughs> like, like Ian Riccoboni, oh. and you are, and, and I'm sure you got messages or maybe even a phone call, um, like I did from some fans, uh, some fans that were like thanking, you know, mm-hmm. thank you for all the years, Carrie. Thank you for. Uh, Keeping Ring of Honor alive. Thank you know. Oh, and lately, the last few weeks, I've been I've been posting a few of our the existing posters from yesteryear mm-hmm. and tying them into the end of an era. You know, this was this was part of our history, and uh, a lot of people respond. Oh, that was the best show. I was there. Yeah, I was at the. This stinky <laughs> Philadelphia armory, <laughs> and that was the best night of wrestling I ever ever uh, saw. And it's funny, a number of people there's there's a group of people 
that were ROH fans, let's just say pre two, in a, two decades, uh, two decades ago. Sure. And they, they dropped off the map. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, um, I'll give you an example. Yeah. This is not, we're not defacing anything, but it's just the, you know, we always talk about the attrition with the wrestlers going different places. Right. When Greg H. Yeah. Our friend. The front row at Madison Who will Square be there. Thank God. For, right. He used to have anywhere from 20 to 40 people. Wow. In the heyday. Yeah. With, that were the, uh, oh, the guy that does the. Uh, the streamers? No, no, no. The guy that does the honorable podcast. Oh, Jeff Schwartz? Jeff Schwartz, mm-hmm. uh, Dorito, uh, well, the great Larry Dorr. Okay. And, and it, it, the list went on and on. Yeah. Um, and as the years went by, it, uh, and I forget the name of Greg's, oh, he's, Who's the, he's not a kid anymore. He's like in his thirties. He was, um, there's a kid that comes with Greg. Greg sort of sponsored. Okay. uh, um, Eric. Yeah. And uh, at the last taping in Baltimore, it was just, it's like, and then there were two, Mm. Greg and Eric. And it's not because Ring of Honor isn't good. Right. (laughs) It's nothing to do. It's nothing to do with that. People just move on with their lives and, it, it's interesting though because as those groups kind of go you have you get Mary new Kate right. who've been here forever but she's found an attachment to Courtney Jean and to you know <laughs> right. there was a whole there's a whole group of folks that I know are going to be there for final battle Cliff uh, Clifton from mm-hmm. St. Louis you know he always brings a couple folks and yeah it's it is interesting though because as you see there there used to be more of that group that I just talked about and you know, I look on their profiles now and some of them have kids and some of them have moved mm-hmm. on to different things. And yeah, it, it's uh, that's something I I didn't know kind of happened as a wrestling fan my whole life. I just thought you were kind of you're just kind of well, into something. And, did you ever have like season tickets for any kind of sporting? Yeah, I'm, I geez, I'm, is this year 10 or 11 for the Sixers? All yeah. right. So yeah. are the same seats? Yeah. And the, so back 11 years ago, there was yeah. a certain group of people you would see. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes not that everyone goes to every game sure. and like, give the tickets, but there was. Yeah. Sure, oh, a couple of folks. Hey, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a guy who always sat in front of us. He still has the tickets. He always falls asleep. He comes alone. He sits in front of us. I swear to God, we're in the section 219, which is very high. He's in row eight. He falls asleep every game. <laughs> He's still, as of last year's playoffs, I've never seen somebody fall asleep in a playoff game. He's done it multiple times. <laughs> I knew another sleeper. I just can't remember who it is. But, uh, but so in the 11 years of your basketball tickets, yeah, I'm sure there's been a... There's, yeah, there's been a rotating door. Yeah, because I mean, once the Sixers got, got good, you know, once Embiid was on the floor and... The tickets got more expensive. I think they priced some people out. And I, you know, there was a change there. And sure, I guess I never considered that. Did the buildings change? Not really. Not particularly. Uh, they moved some seats on the floor, but not really. But I'm saying it's all been in that. It's same, all been the same building. Yeah. Right. But yeah. anyway, the point is that people move on to things in their lives. 
And whether it's going to the movies or going to this or doing that, and uh, they make changes. And I would, I would like to think that some of these old time fans who, you know, we didn't, we haven't run in New York in, since 2018. Uh, 19. Garden. 19. The, we did one after the garden for the Hammerstein. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's right. And I would see a lot of, uh, not the same people from 2005, a few of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a steady fan base and in Philly. Right. And in Baltimore. Yeah. There's that nice, that nice lady with her son. You know who I'm talking oh, about? Oh, uh, Terry. In Baltimore. Yes. Is that her name? I, well, Terry. She's a blonde. There's the Terry in Vegas. Oh, Terry's the sign lady. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought there's, you meant She's part of Team Taven. Oh, okay. And she's got like a 15 or 16 year old yes. son. Yes, yes, yes. And um, yeah. And then uh, the Liger guy. Yeah. Ultra Liger. Yeah. Hope to see and him there. Whenever I'm in Baltimore, these... Uh, I try to stay in the front for a little while mm-hmm. before the do- you know when the doors are opening. Yeah, and I might not know their names, but people have our Baltimore fan base is pretty this newer generation because we didn't run Baltimore in the old days, right? Only only once, you know. And I think that's that's what's heartbreaking to me. I mean, the the turnout that we had for Best in the World when we finally had fans back was was good. It was very good our turnout for final battle is going to be even better. And I know it's unique circumstances. I know this could be the last one, but you know, Philly, we did okay too. And it, it just, to me, it just feels like if we, and I'm, I, I don't want to litigate excuses or whatever, but I think it's that consistency of having live shows, live events, the excitement and just getting people to make it a part of their life, you know? Um, and I know the circumstances are wild. I'm, I'm, as scared of this variant, I think, as anybody. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and another interesting thing is that even though AEW is doing very well, mm-hmm. great job. Yeah. Um, the wrestling audience has shrunk. It has. And, and GCW is doing very well too. Right. But collectively, you it's know, shrunk. It has. And that's the scary part too is, is what. Is it going to be this small and get smaller, I wonder? Or is there a way? And and you look at so many different, you look at YouTube, you look at Netflix, Hulu, there's 5 million things to watch. And people, you know, as a media student, you know, when I was in college, they were predicting this 20 years ago. You know, they were saying this would happen where everything would be fractured and nothing would be a, a runaway smash hit. The cultural memory would be eroded, right? There used to be one movie that everybody mm-hmm. watched or one show. Or, and you just don't, it doesn't happen as much. I told this story on the podcast, but I'll tell it again. Back in 2005-ish or 6-ish, when uh, Ken Gelman uh, got us on the road to doing the pre-recorded pay-per-views right. that were shown on in demand mm-hmm. and uh, whatever the other uh, pay-per-view platforms for the cable networks. And I believe Dish Network carried it also. Mm-hmm. And once again, these pay-per-views were six weeks late. Right. But 
we wouldn't release a D. It just shows you how different everything is. Yeah. And this is this is 15 years ago. And I'm going to get to the point. But um, so we would do these pay-per-view. The results would be printed everywhere. The, the Internet was yeah. in full bloom. The yeah. results were printed minutes after it ended. On the message boards. Right. Yeah. Uh, we used to really be strict mm-hmm. with not letting people uh, take uh, video. Yeah. And um, one of our security guys, Big Zach. Did you ever meet Zach? No. no yeah, Zach, no. Zach Yeager, good guy. Him and said, they, they, we'd really police it because if the footage got on, when did YouTube start? The, oh, I think April 05. All right. <laughs> think, so yeah. we were very diligent. But anyway, Ken Gelman takes us into New York City to meet with these, these big shots who uh, – had all kinds of knowledge, media knowledge, connections. And first of all, the the guy told, you know, Ken's taken us to see these people for their tutelage and their their advice. And right away, the guy says, and he's, he's really insulting Ken. And we were just following Ken. He goes, you know, you guys are doing this completely backwards. What do you mean? Well, you need to have TV first mm. before you do pay-per-view. Well, we don't we're, we don't have TV <laughs> and we're not going to get TV. Yeah. Because I, I get it. But anyway, in the course of the conversation, um, the thing that blew my mind was the, the guy that was telling us that you need TV instead of uh, in doing a pay-per-view – he was, if I could remember, he probably was like 50 years old. And then there were these younger guys that were like your age. Mm-hmm. And they were telling us, we just want to let you know something. Just, just you know, you could use, give you some good information. And they're telling us that in a few years, people are going to be watching videos, movies, sporting events on their phone. Yeah. And I just looked at the guy politely and nodded my head. (laughs) And when we left that office, maybe not Gelman, but myself and Sid were like, what is he talking (laughs) about? Who's going to want to look on a little screen? Yeah. Boy, did I. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, I started college 05. And one of the first lessons I had, my big intro to, to media and communications class, Professor Ted Magder, who's professor emeritus wherever. I think he's at the University of Toronto now. He's at Muckety Muck. He's a dean. And uh, at NYU, he, he goes, uh, yeah, he goes, the next big thing is gambling. Gambling is going to be here. It's going to take over your phone. And then uh, there's these touchscreen phones that are kind of here, but there's going to be one that's in development by Apple. And that's going <laughs> to and then it's over. And we're like, it's over. He goes, yeah, you'll be able to do whatever you want on your phone. It's going to be a computer. And we all just like, mm, like right. <laughs> like, mm. And yeah. And, and sure enough, with I mean, within 24 months, the iPhone's out. Changes everything. Yeah. Um, so th- this kind of way of life is going to cut into... Um, not to mention a pandemic right. is going to cut into uh, people's desire to go to live events 
Yeah. Whether it's a big concert. Um, well, the Stones took a bath. I mean, they're always... I know, well, I know. Oh, oh, geez. Oh, <laughs> I never thought about well, that. They, well, they, they they were playing 11, these second-rate markets. They like played Nashville. Like, and Nashville, right. not second-rate, but you, the Stones don't normally go to Nashville. Right, and then Nashville... Um, I love Nashville they for They did the Detroit. They did, which is fine. They did, but they didn't... It was not... They already had, before the pandemic, mm-hmm. they were able... AJ, our producer, went. I didn't oh. go that day. They played Giant Stadium two okay. nights. They played the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. They played uh, Soldier Field two oh, nights. Wow. Yeah. So they hit all those markets. Um, but back to our original point, I think the uh, is pro wrestling less popular. Maybe it is. I guess it is a little less popular. Do you think it's going the Disney method? And I'll, I'll, what is that? So their their CEO or CEO, I forget his title, Bob Iger, right? Um, all right, and maybe it's not Bob Iger. It's but whoever's in charge right now at Disney, his mission, he doesn't necessarily want the parks full. He wants the people in the parks to have the most money to spend the most money. Do you think that's where this is going? Because what what we used to see. With Ring of Honor is we used to sell more shirts. We used to sell, you know. Hey, the, the DVD market was what? Ca- yeah. From my era. Sure. And and it used to be, you know, merch, merch per head, merch per. That's where AEW is very successful. Mm-hmm. You know, those those guys know how to market. They know how to mer- merchandise. Um, you know, they have a, a hot product. And not only are they, you know, spinning the gate real well, but they're also selling a lot of T-shirts and things like that. Is it now... Flipping it on its head, hey, maybe we don't want three thousand fans. We'd rather have a thousand in the building that are willing to spend thirty bucks a head to get a t-shirt or jersey. Well, I guess whatever takes in the most money. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. And going back twenty years, mm-hmm. if you went and saw Bruce Springsteen, yeah, or you went and saw Tool, or you went and saw Jethro Tull. It wasn't that easy to purchase an online thing yet. Yeah. So let's say 25 years ago, 20 and 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, so ooh, you want that Bruce, the hell with it. I'm going to yeah. fork out 30 bucks and get the damn T-shirt. Well, even Elvis Costello, like I, I looked before the tour when I, he was last one of the last concerts I saw. I looked to see the shirts and stuff online. You really couldn't get anything. So I knew that if I wanted to get something, I had to get it there. Right. So, so to your point, um, I guess a thousand people that spend more as much money as three thousand people that you know, yeah, are Rudy Poo. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, but this is the economics now. I mean, it's and, and I mean, it's a bigger social issue with with the people the ability to avoid COVID and the fact. You know, I wonder what the number is because when I got to know from going to eight million tall shows and getting to know uh, the merch guy Tom Lynch, T-shirt Tom. Uh, well, I even think I introduced you to him in Bethlehem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, back like in the in the early in the early nineties, and I got to know him a little, or the mid nineties, uh, twenty five years ago. He'd been with them for like ten years, and they were still doing like uh, PNC Art Center, and you know, uh, d- decent sized buildings. But the point he told me back then, mate, we're looking to do ten dollars a head in merch. Mm-hmm. Now this is twenty five years ago. Sure. So I'm sure that number now, not for any particular band, but just in general, mm-hmm. the number has to be like uh, they're looking to do 
like like what do you think Elton John yeah. merch people when wow. they when the cheapest shirt yeah. It's like $50. Yeah. I, I went to Bon Jovi in 2003. The cheapest shirt was 45 So I can't even imagine what it's... Well, I went to Elton John before the pandemic, and there wasn't anything less than 50 except a pin. <laughs> so... The, the, <laughs> or a coffee mug. Who, who wants to schlep around <laughs> Madison Square Garden? Holding a nice mug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the current statistics of all right I went to WWE in Allentown mm -hmm. about a month before the pandemic right I remember you invited me but I was right. yeah, yeah. you were busy mm -hmm. I couldn't believe how big the merch line was yeah for uh uh shirts sure, what's, what's the uh new day uh, the thank you yeah. that was the the New Day, yeah. Seth Rollins, uh, Drew McIntyre, Brock, Brock Lesnar, Kevin Owens. Mm -hmm. The lines were huge, and they ain't cheap either. No, yeah, those are $35, 40 bucks a shirt. Yeah. The poor the poor parents got to buy it. Like the cheapest item was the foam finger. <laughs> what do you think it costs to make a foam oh, finger? It's probably a, yeah, less than a buck. <laughs> because those are still those are still affordable. Those are only like 10 bucks. Remember the Snooker one, the, the, yeah. the love sign and the Sla Sergeant Slaughter Cobra one? <laughs> That's well. what I'm going to get eating for Christmas. A, a curly cute Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> those are expensive now. Those are those are like 500 bucks a piece. <laughs> well, I'm sure the people will be lining up for some Ring of Honor merchandise. Yeah, I think um, so, too. They should just give it away. I'm not. I'm not in charge. I would just. I would have that. We had a t-shirt gun. I think Ryan Gillen broke it. But we had a t-shirt gun. I'd be shooting. Give me the gun. I'll shoot t-shirts out all night. Well, let's hope that we're not giving the stuff away, and we're going to have more shows upcoming. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So why don't you talk about this this card a little? Oh, I, I'm really excited. This. If we're going out, we're going out with the Blaze of Glory because the, there's there's two main events. You're going to be commentating on one of them, which is very exciting. Uh, the one you'll be with me for is Briscoes versus OGK. And these two teams, they're, they're like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, their styles make fights. And the, the they've fought, I think, six times. I think it's three and three. Uh, it's very close in, in their history. Um, you know, they, they faced at the pay-per-view in Philly. Uh, and I just, I, I don't think anybody's going to quit or be pinned until someone's someone's heart stops. You know, I'm not saying it's going to be violent, but I think that's that's what it means to them. I think it's going to be a little bit violent, but uh, just so the people know, OGK is uh, yeah. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. Mike Bennett, absolutely, and they are the title holders. Yeah, they're the current champions. They're defending against the Briscoes, who are 11 time champions. 11 time tag team champions, more than Bill. Well, as many as Bill Russell. 11 times the champs. Did you happen to hear uh, hear me on uh, the podcast with Kevin Eck this week? Yes. You did? I did, yeah. Well, fine, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll repeat some of it. Did you hear when we were talking about... I, now I'll find out if you really listened to it. Uh, <laughs> we were talking... Well, you heard when I was talking that the Briscoes have to be. If you take the last two decades... Yeah. They're the number one tag team of, all of, of the yeah. last two decades. Sure. And possibly in the top five of all time. Yes. 
or maybe probably. The only team I would argue, if you cut it to 10, if you cut it from 20 to 10, I'd put the Bucks with them. I'd, I'd right. go 1A, 1B. But, but 20 but, years, it's... it's right, but the, yeah. the Bucks, it, it, the Briscoes have an extra nine years yes. or so on the Bucks. The Bucks yes. might have been wrestling small shows when sure. they were very young. But yeah, we're talking about reasonably national spotlight. And then yeah. you got the Hardy Boys. Yeah. But they were apart. Yeah. Been apart a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Um and you have the Dudleys, mm-hmm. but but they're only a handful of years here and right. there in that run. And yeah, and, there's and like no competition. The Usos, you know, they, they put them in there, but they, you know, they've been together, not together. And again, the Briscoes, nine years, ten years head start on them, even so, never broke up. Never broke. Up. Had a couple of matches against each other. Yeah. They heard that one in that parking lot in Delaware. You ever see that one? No. I think it's from like 2004. <laughs> The Ring of Honor one? No, no. No, this was this was something. There's their manager called the Big Hippie. Really? He went on to be a lawyer. He's one of their cousins. <laughs> you sure that's not uh, Uncle Jethro? <laughs> Uncle Jethro is not a lawyer. I came for one of the first matches I ever called, Uncle Jethro was involved, by the way. Really? Honor. Yeah. The uh the match with uh, Uncle Jethro, uh Papa Briscoe, Mark Briscoe, Jay Briscoe. Oh, yeah. so Papa Briscoe had two matches? Yeah, Papa Briscoe's been in the ring a couple well, times. Well, he was in the ring in 2010. Yes, that final battle. Right. Yeah, against Hagedorn. And, and when was the next time? I had Future of Honor 2 in Laurel, Delaware. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Future of Honor. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, down at the Fire Company down there in beautiful uh, Sussex County. But he was, he was not, was he ever in another Ring of Honor proper show? Ooh. He should have been. He should have been. Yeah. Kevin Eck was right. Yeah. I want because I want I want me some more pop <laughs> Talk about a character. You know who I wouldn't mess with? Mama Briscoe. Granny? No. That's no. Granny. Oh, Granny. Okay. That's her nickname. Yeah. She's, she's she has, beautiful. She looks. I know. She looks like she's like twenty five years old. Yeah. Um, How could you call someone like that, Granny? She's, that's what they call her. Yeah. It's they okay. put up with those guys. Right. Oh, and the big, big, beautiful families. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Takes a strong, strong woman to do that. So we have OGK again, yeah. Taven and Bennett against the Briscoes yep. for the ROH tag team titles. Yeah. One last time. Yeah. And then uh, I, I feel, um, I don't feel, I've been dis, dis, displaced the last two years because I didn't want to go to the Ring of Honor bubble. Right. And other issues. There haven't been that many live shows. So even though I've been watching it, I don't feel uh, qualified to... I wish I had a stronger uh, vibe about the women's division. Although I know that Maria Kanellis and Bobby Cruz did an absolutely fabulous job. Amazing. And the tournament was great. It was remarkable. It was terrific. And that was my favorite match from the last pay-per-view. It was Roxy versus Miranda Alizé. And there's going to be two women's matches at the at the pay-per-view. Uh, there's going to be Chelsea Green and the Hex, which is uh, Allison Kay and Marty Bell, the NWA Women's Tag Team Champions. They're going to take on the Allure um, with Miranda Alizé. And that's going to be a six-woman match. Should be a lot of fun. And then the titles on the line. Talk about fun. Willow. She just electric, the vibe, the energy. Uh, she's going to be challenging Roxy for the belt. Right. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the world title match. That's the other main event. And uh, man, Gresham's on another level. But Bandito, I didn't think anybody was going to stop Rouge. You know what year Gresham made his first Ring of Honor appearance? I think I do. 
2011? Yes. Against Kyle O'Reilly, right? I'm not sure who he took on, but it was, yeah. yeah. So I've known him, or I've been around him now for almost 13 years. I, I took a car ride with him from Pittsburgh to Buffalo in 2016. And I was nervous. I had my phone. Um, I was looking at it a lot because that was month seven or eight. Sarah was pregnant mm-hmm. with Zach. And we were talking. We talked the whole way. And the drive flew by. And he told me that one day he was going to show everybody that you could have a guy his size wrestle in the main event and final battle. And I remember him saying those words. We got to our room that night. We had a good night's sleep. We woke up. We worked out together in the gym. And, but I just remember he... Well, that he, would be embarrassing. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> he, nah, Ian's in good shape. No, he... Uh, but he... He had a goal, and that was that was five years before he did it. He was laser focused, tunnel focused, that he was going to main event final battle, and here we are. I yeah, and he is main eventing final battle, and he deserves it. This guy has worked his ass off. He he's uh, I'm sure he told you or you've heard about him bumming around, literally bumming around Europe, mm-hmm. working wrestling show to rest. He wasn't a bum, right? But he was. Pretty much uh, working show to show. Yeah. In in, in France. Yeah. And the UK. I think the Netherlands. Yeah, right. these odd places, and they're mm-hmm. not paying big money. No. Sleeping on people's couches, a, a few uh, a few train stations, whatever Hostels. whatever yeah. it would take. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, and and Gresham can is. Probably the best wrestler we have. Absolutely. I, as far as wrestling. Yeah. And Bandito is, I think, the best high flyer we currently have. And maybe the strongest person on the roster. Right. Yeah. But do you think it's a little bit of a styles clash yeah. or it's a... Uh, I'm excited to it's see It's going to be an gonna... interesting, like, how are they going to... How are they going to work together? It's going to be good. Yeah. I'm excited to see what the game plan Gresham has in mind because... We've seen with Roosh, you can go after the legs, but Bandito will just lift you with his arms. He'll just find a way. He'll figure it out. And uh, Bandito has been, he's defeated Jay Briscoe. He's defeated Matt Taven. He's defeated Roosh. He's defeated, you name it. You know, we we say he's an underdog, uh, but I don't think that's true anymore. You know, he has the wins now, mm-hmm. win after win after win. And uh, he's in an interesting position because Normally, he's the most popular guy at every event, but I think Jonathan Gresham organically by, you know, winning four matches in the pure championship tournament, holding the title, you know, it aired in October of 2020, but he won that title on August 23rd, 2020, you know, 2020. Um, So he held that for over a year. That was his in his physical possession for over a year. And he had the weight of the world. It it was his bet. It was his gambit to say, I want to bring that back and I'm going to show everybody how the pure division works. And he made it work. And he made it one of the highlights of Ring of Honor television. He made it different. And for me, uh, that's quite an accomplishment because that's that style isn't for everybody, but he made it accessible to everybody. And so I'm excited to see what he can do with with Bandito because he's he, he had one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. It hasn't been released yet. I don't know if it will be released. Why? Against Brian Johnson. Oh. And this match we taped just to have. Because we didn't know with Honor for All, um, you know, Brody King got food poisoning at our last taping. He was down for the first day. We didn't know if he was going to make it through. That was the original match. So they they filmed the standby match. And 
Brian Johnson is another guy who's who's really stepped up his game. But if Jonathan Gresham can have a great match in the same taping with Dragon Lee, with Brian Johnson and Brody King, three guys whose styles are all over the place, I'm I'm excited to be blown away by what he's going to do against Bandito. It's going to be something. Now, now I'm blanking out here. Yeah. Why can't I remember who the pure champion is? Josh the Goods Woods. Josh yeah. Woods. Yeah, that's terrible. Terrible, nah, terrible nah, nah. man. Um, and he's had the belt for a while. So Brian Johnson. Yes. The knucklehead. <laughs> the knucklehead. Gets a, gets a chance, which now, yeah. two years ago, three right. years ago, mm-hmm. would you have expected this? I, I wouldn't have. I'm going to be... I could tell by how hard he worked that he was going to make something happen. I didn't, I'd be lying if I said that feature match for a championship at final battle within two years or three years was in his future. I knew he was going to get here. I'm impressed. And I told him how proud I I am of him. Um, This was, this is something for, and for the way he wrestles, he's almost a perfect fit for this peer division because he, he knows the rules and he knows how to break them and he knows mm-hmm. how to piss people off. And that's the kind of foil that for the, when the peer division was at its best with John Walters, with Doug Williams, guys that would irritate the fans that knew how to just mess with the rules and get that emotion out of the fans and just take it. And Nigel to get them over just over the line a little bit and to get them engaged. And so to me, as weird as he may look on paper to have this this knucklehead, as you called him, in the pure title match, I think he's a perfect fit. And I think he might be able to cheat and pull one out. And I think he might be able to, to bend the rules just enough and catch Josh off guard. Well, I hope uh, Todd Sinclair is in <laughs> <Right>. that match. <laughs> and then we have Dalton Castle. We do. That's a, a four-corner. TV sort of, title, right? TV title. Welcome back, Joe Hendry. Yes. Joe Hendry's coming back from the UK with blonde hair, beautiful blonde hair, jet blonde hair, <laughs> or bleach blonde, rather. Uh, Silas Young and Rhett Titus. Good for Rhett. Yeah, that's another guy. Good for all of them. But I'm yeah. saying Rhett's been around 16 years. Yeah. And one of the original uh, dojo trainees mm-hmm. under Austin Aries. So, yeah, uh, that's going to be incredible. The six-man belts, which... O'Shea and Shane, Shane Taylor Promotions at uh, SOS taking on The Righteous. I'm excited for that one. It's another moment for for, for me. It's it's O'Shea Edwards and Dutch. Who I'm really excited to see because they haven't been so, featured as much on Ring Is this TV. Is this a battle of heels? Kind of. Well, I mean, I would say that the, the fans have really... The last time we were in Baltimore, do you remember how loud the crowd got for Shane Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that... I'd say that Shane Taylor Promotions have got to be the favorites here. And in Philly, I mean, the, the crowd was was firmly in the camp of Shane Taylor. So I think the fans will be siding with them. But you got to watch out for Vita Von Starr. Yes. <laughs> so she uh, she will find her way to get into that match, I'm sure. And don't forget Shane Taylor's match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shane Taylor made the comment, he's never, he's never had an enemy who he didn't bury. Which... Holy sh! <laughs> That's a bad man. I mean, and, and Kenny King, he said he's going to kiss his daughter and tell her that he might not be coming back the same. And when two guys are ready to, to kind of take it to that level and, and now it's a fight without honor as of as of week by week. So that's going to be it's going to be a wild bout. Not to mention some possible surprises. 
Yeah, you know, there's there's this scuttlebutt. I don't want to get two people excited, too, you know, people too excited, but I know of at least one name from Ring of Honor's past, and, and Ring of Honor's, you know, open door policy, right? Uh, I know of somebody that will be there, and uh, I'm very, I'm personally very excited that they'll be here. I, I've heard rumors. You hear rumors. Uh, you know, Kevin Eck, like you said, had mentioned that the possibility of, of others of more than one surprise. Um, I'd personally love to see some of the less heralded stars of Ring of Honor's past. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Wouldn't it be fun to see the Ring Crew Express or wouldn't it be fun? Of course. To, or, or uh, you know, some special K. <laughs> Was it Deranged? He's still there. Is he still around? Yeah, yeah. Asriel. He's Asriel. still around. Yeah, Asriel's still around. I don't know about those two brothers. Um the two kids from Bayonne, Izzy and Dixie. Oh, yeah, they, they might be. Christ, they'd be 45 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, age is only a number, right? I mean, yeah. there was a time in 2003, I remember uh, Gabe being all excited. It was when we started with the lighting and the entranceway. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, and uh, with the, with the, with the, um, Oh God, Special K. That's right. what they're, you know, and they would do the club kid yeah. <laughs> uh, gimmick with the uh, the fluorescent, uh, whatever. The glow sticks. Right, yeah. Yeah. right. And, uh, and the UFO made, pants. Yes, it <laughs> yeah. made for a good entrance. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, bring them back. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see them. I'd love to see, uh, oh geez, I, you know, I, I wonder what Prince Nana is up to. I'd love to see Prince Nana yeah, I'd there. I'd love to see him. Um Love to see some of the embassy, some of the unsung embassy heroes. We, I mean, we saw John Walters, you know, we, so we've seen him recently, you know, it'd be fun to have him back. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping uh, that the doors open a little bit because this should be a celebration, you know, as much as, as much as it is disappointing that something we love is going away for whatever reason it is. And forever, however long it is, whether it's for three months or for forever, I, this should be a this should be something we look back on and say, hell yeah, we closed we closed it out and we burnt that motherfucker down. Do you know how many times the Who did the farewell tour? <laughs> like they're, they're probably in four different decades. It was in the eighties, seventies, eighties. They they were then they'd come back. Um, yeah, uh, but that, but that's what I mean. At least at least we have a chance right now to say goodbye, whether it's goodbye for now or goodbye forever. And we we know we know there's a bookend, and I'd almost rather have that than to just do it, do it, do it, and then one day it just kind of quietly un, you know un, unspools itself. Well, I'll tell you what. How about I make it? I'll, I'll make you a, a small proposition. Why don't we come back n- next week? Yeah, and talk about the card. Absolutely. Talk about the experience. Yeah. Um, if people. Uh, I, I get it. Was, some people have been reaching out. When's Ring of Honor? When's Ring of Honor? When's the last stop Penn Station coming yeah, back? We, we appreciate that. Yeah, we yeah. do. And uh, so it's for the for the moment, it's back, and we'll be back next week. Yeah, talking yeah. about this show and uh, anything else you'd like to add here. But by then, um, I have a couple really interesting things lined up, and Ring of Honor is going to be permission to do a couple and. 
I want to give proper respect to, to Final Battle. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm actually lined up with the folks at Lehigh Valley with Love who do uh, fun podcasts and all that fun stuff. Uh, I'm going to be making a, kind of a live announcement of my future plans, which has some unconventional things that I think I've shared with you, Maggie, mm -hmm. uh, that I'm really excited to do, including a couple of wrestling projects and something kind of on a personal note that I'm really excited about. So uh, we could talk more about that because that'll be public and that, that's very exciting. Something to look forward to wrestling wise after uh, after final battle. So, um, you know, on online folks, you know, and I do appreciate it, it, it when people say I hope you end up here, there or, or, or what have you. Uh, if you know, it, it's that pride that gets in the way, uh, you know, because it's the idea of maybe, you know, you're assuming something's closing, something that you love's ending. But um but I've, uh, I'll share, I'll share what's next what, for 2022. I've told Ring of Honor straight up that if, if we are, when we are coming back in April, I want in. And I've told them that, that the money won't be an issue, you know, to, uh, if it's a fair offer, I'll be back. So, <laughs> so that's what I've let them know. And I, you know, I intend, I intend personally for Final Battle to be by for now. Well, it's going to be fun Tomorrow night in Baltimore. Uh, First hour's free, 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah. It, it, on Honor Club, right? On Honor Club, YouTube, Facebook. Okay. Uh, but you can get the pay-per-view, $9.99. I mean, it's... Uh, I, I, I love I love our partners at Fight, and if you have Honor Club, you can link it to Fight, and it works. And it's on regular old pay-per-view, right? Is. I think it's $24.99 on, on regular pay-per-view, which is still... Well, I uh, like that, because that's why I could record it. There you go. <laughs> And then, you, and then you bootleg it out there to all the beautiful people of the Leah Valley. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I'm, I like recording it and having it on my big TV. Yeah. I mean, is there a way you can record Fight TV? No, but you have unlimited replays if you order it. Right. If you order it. Um, and with Honor Club, too. If Honor Club, you know, with Fight TV, I like linking it through there because you can do Chromecast or you, if you have an Apple TV box or a TV that's equipped with that, you can push it. Fight TV to the Apple AirPlay also. So you can get it on the TV if, if you have a smart TV with the mm -hmm. right gadgets. And that's pretty cool, too. That's how I watch every week on, on Fight TV. So, yeah, it is it is a mere pittance. You know what? You can get it. You can order it. If you, if you do a month now, right, it's $9.99. You get the... You get the the pay-per-view tomorrow night and then you can hogs dick hogs dick you can watch all the great gresham matches you can see bandito win the belt from roosh you go back to best in the world you catch up you know exactly where you are and uh, you get excited with us you don't hear the word pittance used enough anymore <laughs> uh, sir alas i'd like to marry your daughter but i'm a pauper and i only have a pittance <laughs> <laughs> That's what you would hear used. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Ian. Yeah. Thank you, Carrie. We appreciate you all for listening, and we hope you tune in tomorrow night for Final Battle. Is it the final, final battle? I hope not. It might be. So that's why you got to check it out. Final gonna, Battle 2021. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. So for AJ, our producer from Basan Creative Web Design, Carrie Silken, I'm Ian Riccoboni. Happy listening, everybody. listening to last stop penn station podcast rate review like subscribe and share on your favorite platform connect with us on facebook instagram and twitter or at laststoppennstation.com